and you don't think about this conversation. It's natural. It's, it's great because the, look at the light. Look at the. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not gonna stop going about this light. It's good. It's like it's perfect. Oh, is it rolling? Okay, just look at it. Look at it. I mean, oh, no, I, need, I need to stay composed because honestly, the lighting. Yeah. I think it's nice how it, how it's on you, and it it, it just complements us. Like it's just. I know we got the green and the yellow. I know, in it. You know, so crazy. I was actually rushing. You know, I was rushing. I was thinking, like, damn, you know what? And I was trying to iron this top. And I was like, oh my gosh. Really. This top's not. It's not so bad actually. And I was like, listen, I can't be recording and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an iron, but like, honestly, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually sad, I'm actually sad that I'm, I'm leaving, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know what's funny, when we, when we came, we came on, on the Friday, I was like, yes, like we went, when, no, we were in Houston, I remember just being, I was like, no, nah, this is, like, it's that kind of feeling of when you first, first come to a new city, you're like, Nah, this is, this is it. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday went by. I thought I told you, I haven't, I haven't slept. I haven't yeah. slept. I've, I've slept, but I've, I won't even call it sleep. I mean, I've been taking naps, like two hour, one hour naps. Little naps in between enjoyment. Like tomorrow, I'm not like le legit. I'm not sleeping. Oh yeah, you're not. Cause you're gonna be traveling. So like, so off. How long is your flight? Nine, nine, nine hours, ten hours. It's not as bad as I thought. I was yeah, thinking it was going to be more than ten hours. Yeah, and it's like, honestly, man, I'm just, yeah. This and trip it's a straight flight? Yeah, straight flight. Okay. Ten At hours least you don't flight. have to walk around and stop. No, but ten hours is a long time to be on a flight, you know. Yeah. And I think the longest I've been on a flight has probably been 11 11 hours. Really? Yeah, when I'm at Cancun. Oh. That was 11 hours. But, for, but funny enough, Cancun will probably be quicker for you, for you though, wouldn't it? Yeah. So how, how long would it be from? For like two hours. Two hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For a straight flight. But yeah, it's always, it's always no, my flight was direct. Direct. So I think it was two hours and, no, sorry, 11 hours and, and what's, there's nothing worse than being on the plane. And not having extra leg room. I think that's it's, it's listen. Uh, I feel like they don't build planes for tall people. Listen, extra leg extra <laughs> leg room is listen, that is needed. We had extra leg room when we when we were flying out. So it was like but it wasn't extra leg room, we just managed to sit at the um you know how you have like obviously the aisle seats and then there's the mm -hmm. seats where like like just sit at the front. So right. there's there's no there's no like seat. Um, how do I describe it? There's no seat like in front of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no seat in front of us. So literally, I was just like, yeah, okay, we did that. And those are always the best. Yeah, because I, I feel like for long flight. Yeah, I feel like tall, tall, they, they, need, they need to make planes for us. I right. Know I know that sounds cheeky, but they need to make they need to whenever they design what they call it the Boeing's, whatever they call it, they need to start making it so that with us at the forefront. <laughs> Like the, seriously, right for tall people, for the people with the legs. Yeah, because honestly, sitting on sitting on a on a plane and you're like like this, it's uncomfortable. 
Like, yeah, I can't do it. Must but, you get first class to scam? But you, but you know what's funny? Running off on, on the topic of flying, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? Why I feel like we're flying. I know, like, okay, I don't know about you, but before, like, like when I was younger, and how can I put it? I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm some millionaire now, but when you're younger, you know, you just have to, you, you kind of buy, like, just can't afford like. How can I put it? When I was like younger, younger being like maybe like early twenties, you know, when you're just still like you're going to all these decent places, but you're not spending crazy money on flights. Mm-hmm. So like extra legroom, extra legroom was like a luxury because yeah. you think, okay, well, I already spent two hundred pound, two hundred odd pound on the flight. I'm not gonna go and spend an extra fifty for legroom because it's like no, it's just you just don't factor that in. But what you see, as you get older now, no, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll pay the extra money for the for the legroom for whatever it, it needs to be. I'll, I'll pay it because. I, I don't know, man. I just can't be in a flat. And I'm not comfortable. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? hard. But you don't. You don't. I don't think you don't have that problem. Though. No, I do. I do. I love it when there's like empty flights, and then I just find a space that's like <laughs> that has like a lot of seats, and I'll just put up all the arm armrests yeah, lay I, down. I've never been on an empty flight where I like, legit I can just sit across, like I'm sitting down, and the, the next two seats. Uh, across of me are literally just like empty yeah i've never, I've never had that really no I never, i've, I've been on a couple when i went to dubai dubai was our straight flight that was the longest flight i've ever, ever been on but it was like 14 hours 14 hours straight. dubai is like six for us six hours for us so you're lucky but then you're lucky because you can get you can fly to okay my, i guess miami is not too my, my, how far is miami from me? miami is not far at all i mean from dallas I think that's like a four-hour flight. Okay, that's a bit. That's a bit. Of, yeah. I think any. Yeah, that's that's not bad for four, four, four hours. But for us, it's probably be like. Um. Probably ten hours. Ten hours. Yeah, ten. Yeah, ten hours. Ten hours. And, yeah, ten hours and more definitely. Like that's that's. Yeah, that's long. But I feel like when you're when you're based here, like some you can go to. LA, all these other places. Whereas for us, it's gonna be long. That's why I was saying I want, but I don't. I don't put my travel plans out there. That's what I was saying when I want to do some travel, certain things, certain places, so that it's easier to travel. But this, but aside from all that, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss this city. I'm gonna miss this city. This, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm Dallas's favorite Londoner. But people don't, people don't know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Dallas's favorite Londoner because I've, I've come here. Like you know, I've I can do the accent, you know. You, listen, listen. T- tell them, tell them about accent. Come on, listen. Just, listen. Your accent's all right. It's wow. funny. It's it's interesting. I'm sorry, people watching and listening. <laughs> all right, listen. Come it's on, all right. come on. We, we, we don't need to. No, let's let, let's let's stop the cap. All right, <laughs> all, all right. It's my. Do you want to give them your accent? What's up? We live. We live. We live in this MZ studio, thinking aloud podcast. It's your host Jermaine. I'm with an international guest in Houston, Houston, in Dallas. Chai. Want to introduce yourself? <laughs> oh, this, oh, you this, 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 oh, this is where you introduce yourself. Oh, this is where I introduce myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I'm a Mezet. My name is a Mezet. Um, I'm originally from Dallas, not originally from Dallas. I'm originally from Boston, but I've lived in Dallas for about 15 years now. Um, yeah, 
just here, man. You know, I think jokes aside, my accent, you know, it, it still needs it still needs some work. I need to work in it clearly. I don't know what happened today. The other day, you know, it was on point. Like I, I felt like I was really, really one of one of the American, but today it's not. It's not working. So, what what can I say? What can I say? But thank you for joining me on the first ever episode recorded overseas, and that's a that's a big thing for the podcast. For people listening and watching, of course, if we were London pod, were London podcast. Like me and Ben, we do the podcast from London, so it's nice being here, being able to talk with you. Especially about grief, because like you know what I mentioned to you before, like it's just not one of those topics that are, it's easy to talk about, or you know have those difficult conversations. And like I said, I can always say here, this is this is a safe space. Whether we're in London, whether we're overseas, it's always going to be a safe space to um, have these conversations and and just share like how 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 your own personal grief has you know impacted you, you know what how it's affected you, and you know just ultimately changed. Well, if it has changed the way like you've yeah, change the way you f- see life and, you know, things like that. So um, thank you, man, for coming on. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, it's not it's not easy, like, talking about these things, you know. Um, but I, th- I also think, I also kind of felt there's a lot of similarities as well because obviously I, I lost my dad too and had to, you know, deal with the process of, like, going back home, Nigeria, dealing with, the, with you know, just not only just funeral, but other stuff that comes with it. So, you know, like... Family members you haven't maybe you've met for the first time you haven't seen, and there's just a whole lot of um, I don't know, man, like, like politics that comes with like I feel like having a funeral in Nigeria is so very much different to maybe might be different having a funeral in London, and I'm sure maybe it might be different having a funeral in the US. So I feel like um, I don't know, there's a lot of like different customs and traditions. Yeah, and and that was a bit of I, I, you know it's not it's a bit hard to uh adjust to that but you know but i think i think that's 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 that was quite a difficult time you know and like i said too earlier we don't have to go into that you know i think you know some things about grief is you know though like it's something this podcast is to be able to share but like i said to you earlier i always feel like it's important to the 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 important thing is 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 how it's how it's made you feel how you're dealing with it not so much how you know what happened? How that you know that death came about? Because those those things are quite like I, I always believe that some things should be if obviously if you want to share, but some things should be kept for yourself. You know, you know what I mean, it doesn't yeah. you know even though you're talking about grief, it doesn't mean you have to share every single every single aspect of that grief. You know, or, or you know, it's similar to me as well. I don't you know, there's a lot of things that even though I talk about my parents a lot, but there's still a whole lot of things within that within the loss that I don't talk about because it's just you know, I, I don't have to you know I, I feel like it's just yeah it's, it's just like something's just kept for you like, I mean like but just kind of talk me through um like your loss like you know when your your dad passed and just how what that was like process processing that um the loss yeah so for me um my dad for the past few years probably as long as I've been born um been alive my dad has always been dealing with a lot of health issues um whether it be high blood pressure or just dealing with his weight he's just always dealt with a lot of health issues and so i mean it's like (laughs) we've been having to deal with that for a long time Mm. so that's just been a lot but then when covid came um 
kind of made things different and it made us look at him to be like we became more cautious and wanted to be like you know you really need to watch out for yourself because it doesn't seem like COVID is is easy to go through especially with someone in that was in my dad's condition so when he actually got sick and um actually got COVID it was a little bit scary for us I mean before it happened my dad always seemed like he was able to overcome a lot of stuff but it was still kind of scary because we're like what is this going to do to his body and how is this going to affect him Mm. and when it did actually take him I think it was just unbelievable for us because before my dad's passing I've had people that passed my life but it was different when it was my dad Yes, it's, like, it's, it's close to yeah. close to home. Yeah, like I've had my grandmother pass. And I knew her, but it it didn't feel the same. I mean, I've grew up, grown up with my dad, only knowing, like that's the first man I've known. Mm. And so when he passed, that just, uh, yeah. I feel like my grieving process started with denial because I just couldn't, I was in disbelief that someone that close could pass away. And it just seemed like death death happens, but it just didn't seem like it applied to me. Like I mm. like I should have saw that. And when it did happen, I I was confused on how to feel. So it was really denial in the beginning and confusion. And then I don't know. I really experienced like the stages yeah. that people talk yeah. about. Denial bargaining like why anger especially with people that responded to me in a strange way dealt with a lot of that depression a lot um it was rough and so yeah just learning about that and processing through that was just different for me and I and I I always just tell people I felt like I was outside of my body watching myself just go through that and mm. I don't know if a lot of people feel that, but that's how I can describe how I felt. And every day I felt like I just, I was here, but not really here. Like my body was just on auto, but I wasn't really a part of my body. Yeah, they call it, they call it uh, is it like an outer body experience? So, so you, you just, so did you feel like, I don't know, like, like not numb? Yeah, a bit like a bit of Very numbness. Numb, like yeah. Or like, describe it that numbness but just a feeling of oh i don't like this feeling of grief although it's it's very like not mental but it's very emotional but but at that point did you feel like this is like getting quite affecting me physically yeah definitely i definitely felt numb i think that's the perfect word being numb i didn't want to participate i didn't have any interest in participating in a lot of stuff in life People that were excited about stuff I didn't I had no interest in that I just didn't I just felt like just fading away yeah and just not existing because that's how I felt like I just felt like not I just didn't want to participate and that was like for the for the first year which was last year but that was like for the first year for me just I didn't I didn't have any interest in participating in anything and it was hard I just I didn't know how to interact anymore. Like I didn't feel like being a part of this world anymore. Mm. 
No, I, I, I think I can definitely relate to, to you with a lot you said because I think that first year, like, it's, it's, it was the hardest, like, because it's, you. this is like, and like we said before, I've experienced people who've passed away, but it hasn't been like, cl- as, this is as close as it gets. Yeah. So, I, even though I feel like I've gone through grief before, but I haven't gone through grief before because at, at, that, at that stage with other people, because there's no, like, Personally, I feel like there, there's there's no relation between me and, and the other people who've passed away. So I won't say there's no relation, but it, but there was no relationship. No there was a relationship, deep. but not a relationship. So it didn't really affect me. Yeah. So like, although I could say yeah, I've experienced loss before, but I'd not, I, but I don't say I have because that that loss, those loss prior to my parents didn't bring about any emotions the way my my parents, with my parents brought about emotions. So I feel like it's the first time experiencing grief. So and I feel like. The first time of anything is it's always well I, I can't I don't say I'm not sure if I'm gonna apply it to grief but I just felt like in particular my it just felt like this is crazy like one minute I'm you know like I'm cool like I'm like not not cool but I'm I'm sad like crying as as you know, as expected you know you're you know it's, it's a it's a hard thing to do and then other minutes I'm like you know I feel like I'm fine again but then I'm 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 not again and then I'm thinking like yeah okay, okay but why why did this happen like other people have their families and, you know, they're not even appreciate Like, just different stuff. And I'm just like, it's a bit of like, like you said before, anger. Like, okay, like, just, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to, like, it's like I'm, I'm 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 amongst people, but I'm not there. Yeah. It's like I'm just, I'm physically, I'm, I might be there, but I'm here, up here, I'm not there. I'm just, you know, I, you don't want to be around. Yeah, I, I kind of relate a lot. You don't want to be around people, like, but, so you so your your dad passed away last last year. Yeah, last year January. Last year January. So it's so it's you've yeah you've you've been a year and a couple of months now. Yeah. Um, but through I, I would say so that first year, um, you know, as you mentioned that it was, you know, had a, a range of different emotions, like, um, and I, I don't want to say like has has it, uh, well I can't say has it changed you, but do you, how how have you? How has it? Um, how has that loss changed? Um, not you, but I said the things around you. So, like for example, how how has it affected your like family dynamics? You know, like in your relationship with even with friends as well as family. Like has has it made a, has it impacted that, or do you feel like that hasn't really changed? Yeah, so I feel like it definitely did impact that. I'm definitely more so like before my dad passed. <laughs> Like, I knew death was happening. A lot of people that I knew were experiencing it. But I didn't take it. I never looked at it like the way other people did because I never personally experienced it like the way I did with my dad. So going forward, when I did meet people that were experiencing loss, I was able to, I, don't, I was more sensitive it, it made me slow down and think like like I was just more sensitive to it because I'm just like just like you were saying like you have those moments when you're grieving where you're just really excited or you're really really down or you're really really mad you have all these mixed emotions I didn't know that you could feel all that until it happened so when I did meet other people that were going through it I was able to sympathize with them and I don't know it just I feel like it I don't know how to explain it it just made me more sensitive and more 
it allowed me to give people that opportunity to be vulnerable about around me and to feel comfortable to share that and for me to just sympathize with them. Because before I felt like, I mean, I don't know how I came off to people when people experienced death. I don't know if I came off very insensitive. I probably did and I didn't even realize it, but it's just like I was more aware. I became more aware. And so, I don't know, it gave me a, a softer heart to yeah. that. And I feel like, I was able to look at people differently that go through death. Yeah. So, yeah. It it just made me slow down and really think and be considerate of other people that are going through this rather than just where I feel like I was more selfish because I'm not even selfish. I just feel like I was more ignorant because <laughs> mm. I just didn't know what it felt like to lose someone in that way. Yeah. But but I, that's that's interesting you mentioned that because I feel like generally – we are very like nonchalant to things that that don't really affect us. So it's not to say that you know, from like it may seem quite um, you know, like when, when someone's nonchalant, it may seem like they don't care. But it's just the being nonchalant that you have no you have no emotions because you, you're not affected by by that particular thing. So like what you mentioned with grief, like before my parents passed, I, you know, I would help people pass away, but it it does nothing for me because I have not. That's not because that's not to say that. I don't care, but I just don't, I don't, I don't have no emotion towards that because I've not been through that. Right. But then when you've gone through it yourself, of course, you realize firsthand, okay, this is what it's like, you know? So, like you mentioned, it makes you have a bit more empathy for others who've been through it as well. So like, you know, you know, like, I always feel like going through grief has, has made me more, um, like, I, I don't know, yeah, like, similar to you as well. I, I won't say I was, I, I had like this hard exterior, but I'm a bit more like, okay, you know what? Like, they've just been through this, so I can imagine it's not easy. So it's like you, you, you tread with a bit more caution. You, you're a bit more like, okay, you know, maybe how can I help this person? Even if it's, it's something little, a, a message, or or do you need any? You're just a bit more like, yeah, you care a bit more now. Yeah. And and just because you didn't really care before, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just that you're just not, you, you know, you you weren't used to that. You know, what I mean, you haven't experienced that. So and that's a even with, with us, you have experienced grief, but there's other things as well that we haven't experienced that we're probably we're probably a lot nonchalant to because we don't. It has nothing, no relation to us, right. and whether it's good or bad, if we do experience it, then maybe our, our attitude might change, might be a bit more. Whether it may be a bit a bit more, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Yeah, empathetic. But I feel like one one thing I always try to say to myself. I know it's hard. Like I I don't want to only like have empathy when it's happened yeah. or when it's, when it's directly affected me. Like I know, I know like in life, there'll probably be some things where like, I don't know what it's like. One case being point is like knowing what it's like for, you know, I can say to myself, you know, I can walk down any street at, at night. Well, not like that, but I'm saying I can walk down any street at night and not really bad eyelids because, you know, even, okay, for example, even being here, a lot of the time, yeah, you know, I've got family here, you know, we, we move with family, but for the most part, there's times when, we we go for places by ourselves, and I'm not even thinking about oh, damn is is am I going to be safe? Like are there going to be people who are like? Whereas for a woman, I, it might not be the same thing. You might not. You might have to think maybe think about maybe three steps ahead. Whereas I'm not even taking any thinking steps ahead because I feel like as a guy maybe maybe that's just my my I don't want to say privilege, but as a guy maybe I don't worry too much about that because it's like oh, you know I I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like I'm not saying I don't have to worry. Experience. 
Yeah, but whereas a woman might have to worry a lot more about walking towards a dark alley than a man has to because, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not saying everyone who walks down an alley um, like worries, but for the most part, you know what I'm trying to say, it's different. It's different. So like, yeah, my, 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 my point is that like, I don't want to, just because I'm a man, I don't want to feel like, oh, because I can't relate to certain issues women are going through. I don't want to feel like, I can't relate to it, so I don't want to bother, but I still want to have some sort of empathy, but I know that I can't have empathy to a certain extent because I'm I'm not experiencing it firsthand. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? So I think that's one thing I want to try to learn and just that, rather than, you know, being nonchalant, okay, just just try to put myself in other people's shoes. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like this process has definitely allowed me to put myself in other people's shoes. And yeah, just like you said, it made me, it definitely made me more empathetic and more aware of just mm. those who are going through it. And just made me more patient. Um, and it made me understand that everybody grieves differently, especially when I see my family members. Everybody grieves so differently. It's just, you just gotta let it happen. The way yeah. someone grieves, you can't change someone. You can't force someone to quickly get over the way they grieve. You can't, you can't expect them to be a certain way. You just have to allow them. I remember one of my cousins, he, he calls me so often. One of my cousins, Adam, and he'll tell me all the time. He'll ask me, how does your heart feel? Or um, are you treating yourself okay today? And he's like, you know, you don't have to rush yourself. Like if he catches me like crying at some random moment because he allows me to have that space. Um, and he's like, you don't have to rush yourself. Everybody's grieving process is different. And he's like, you don't have to feel pressured or unsafe, mm. but everybody's is different. You're allowed to feel the way you feel. Yeah. And so he's like, even if it takes years, but he's like, just also remember, like, but at the same time, it's not your identity, um, but you're allowed to grieve. Mm. So I kind of had to remind, whenever I see someone grieving, I remind myself, like, everybody's process is different. Yeah. Kinda the way. Definitely. How, how do you, um, how was, um, it, like, do you feel like you and your sisters have grieved differently in terms of the loss of your, your, your dad, or do you feel like you've more or less had grieved in the same, in the same way? I feel like we have. Each of us, the way we handle our emotions in general is very different. Yeah. So, but then there'll be certain moments where one may have been, going through a certain emotion a certain way and then maybe a few months later the other one like me I'll go through it the same way she just went through it another way and then we'll talk about it which is great I'm, I'm so thankful I have my sisters because we get to talk about like man have you ever felt like this before and we get to comfort each other so yeah we'll have those moments where it's just like I felt like that like a few months ago yeah and it's okay to talk about it but yeah like we we go through I think it's just based off the way I'm a very emotional person. I'm a crier. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I cry often. So the way I grieve or I've been grieving is definitely different from like probably the way my middle sister Gweta has probably been grieving or yeah, it's just I feel like we go through it differently. My mom is completely different, <laughs> Yeah, especially being a Nigerian woman, seeing how she grieves. Like, yeah, we've all, it's different, but then there'll be moments where we're just like, I went through that at one moment where I was that extreme or mm. I was this chill. Yeah. Yeah. So. But do, do you ever feel like, um, 
I don't know. I, I sometimes feel like maybe it's a like Nigerian thing, like the, being the eldest sibling, and like so naturally, you know, your parents will say, "Look after your, look after your sisters," or "Look, you know I mean, look after your young sibling." But you, in terms of your group, do you ever feel like have you ever felt you've had that uh, like a, I guess maybe like an unwritten responsibility to like make sure your sisters are okay dealing with the loss or definitely I felt like and that was when I did go through my well I'm still going through my grieving process but while going through it that's I feel like that's what also added on to my anger because although I'm experienced as the first child who first met my dad out of my sisters and everything yeah. I'm like I'm like I felt like I had these strong emotions and everybody's asking me look after your mom after your sisters and i'm just like what about me how how come no one's ever talking about me i'm really going through it but i have to be it's like just like you said that unwritten rule where it's just like i have to be super strong and there's moments where i'm just like i don't want to be strong i want to <laughs> yeah i want to cry and scream yeah. but it's just like at moments i felt like that wasn't allowed of me especially in the nigerian culture it's just like you know I remember a lot of when when my dad first passed, a lot of relatives come to me like, you know, your mom has been through the most. You know, that was her husband. He, she's known him the longest, which is true. She's known him most of, more than us. But at the same time, it's just like, I feel like I'm still allowed to to cry. And I feel like a lot of people were trying to stop me from that in the beginning. And that was hard because naturally I started doing that. I I I started telling myself like, okay, be strong for your family, be strong for your sisters, your mom. And when I did that, I exploded at some point. I remember when I was talking to my therapist, I was just like, my emotions was coming out in pieces just because I was holding in so much mm. and trying to be so strong. And yeah, <laughs> but this, it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. But that's, but that, that and the reason I ask that because I feel like for me anyway, I feel like that didn't help my mental health. Yeah. So we should kind of, which one wants to kind of segue into that of mental health. I feel like, so not only as a result of that, did you feel like that impacted your mental health? And other than that, do you feel, were there other things that, you know, um, impacted you mentally throughout the um, your grieving process? Like other things like around me? So like, um, Yes, I guess overall, just let me rephrase. I guess overall, just like how how was your mental health impacted? Um, you know, in terms of like dealing dealing with the grief, dealing with your loss. It was definitely impact. It was a heavy impact. I had already been dealing with depression to a degree, so yeah, that that definitely impacted my depression, and so see my therapist at that time was definitely necessary of course <laughs> and I feel like anybody going through this process should definitely be encouraged to seek therapy because you can't walk through this process alone um but yeah it's definitely made me I mean adding on with the numbness that's just bought added more to my depression yeah of just not wanting to be here and not wanting to exist so yeah it definitely impacted it like I, I think I think it's it's good that you've had um you know you've had therapy and you're, you're open about talking about it because I feel like in, especially amongst you know I don't say I'm amongst Nigerian I'm sure it's amongst other cultures as well but you know like no being from that culture sometimes you know certain things 
you know, like, and I, I guess it's it's not meant in, in a, any malicious way, but sometimes, oh, some people might say, I oh, don't worry, you'll be fine, just, you know, be fine, just pray or do. I mean, that that, that kind of stuff. And it's not, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's more than that. It's more than that to kind of help you. Yeah, 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 prayer. You know what I mean? If you're, as, as a Christian, yeah, of course, prayer. That, that's, 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 an, that's vital, but I know also that prayer alone is not going to get me through this. I, I need to seek help. I need to, you know, talk about these things and have a safe space to talk about these things. Um, and the reason, and I wanted to, reason why I mentioned is because, like, you know, you mentioned, like, I feel like you, hearing you say, you know, um, you don't want to be here. I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but already I'm not, I'm not thinking that you're thinking about, again, trigger warning, you're thinking about suicide. Yeah. I think maybe it's just that feeling of I don't want to be here. But whereas, but you saying that to maybe, um, I don't know, like your mum, for example, she might, that might raise alarm bells because oh you know like what what because I guess maybe I would say that I would say they don't understand like those things but I guess like because I don't know when when you say that you just going to think of one extreme oh I don't want to be here anymore right. if you say that on tone I don't know oh it's, what does it mean and and rightly so because you know it's it's not, you, you would think oh they mean you know you don't want to be here yeah. we, we know what that means but sometimes. It's not. It's not that. You, it's not that you're, you're you're suicidal, but it's just that you just want this grief to end, and it's, and it's not, you're not thinking at the moment you want to. Yeah, no, it wasn't more like just wanting to like, you know, be suicidal. It was more just I just didn't want to exist. That's just how I felt. I just didn't want to exist as a person. Maybe that is suicide, but I didn't really think of like literally just being like, let me kill myself. But it's just. I just didn't want to here. I didn't yeah. want to participate in the world anymore. I was like, "What's the point?" Mm. That's yeah, how I like it's like, like I said. That's why I just mentioned trigger one because I know it's a sensitive topic, um, yeah. you know. And but that's why with grief, you you have, you have to. I feel like it's important to have conversations around these things, but also like have them unfiltered because like there is no like rosy or you know like. Shat, that fancy way of like talking about grief you just you talk about as, as it is as you're experiencing it and sometimes mm-hmm. that that might come with uncomfortable conversations you know but but it's important to like to always express how you're feeling how you know how things affect you you know and i think that's one that um which leads me to my kind of like the sort of like the kind of final question i want to ask you like you know what like for me personally, I felt like that's that was one challenge with my grief. Like I wasn't. It's like I I would, I wasn't be honest about my grief. So it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm cool, but I'm not cool though. I'm not fine, but I'm just saying it because I feel like that's what I should do because I I don't know. This can't really. I can't really go in depth about these, these sort of conversations or this this whole grief. Who's gonna understand it? Right. A lot of people around me haven't been through it. So like with you, what were what were some of the challenges? Um, that you faced because of grief? I feel like basically like with what you said, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people started looking at me differently or moving differently just because some people that haven't really been through that same experience, they didn't know how to respond to me. So I feel like naturally people just started distancing themselves. That was a challenge for me because I'm just like a moment where I'm like going through something so huge. I feel like I want a lot of people here with me and everybody's just like, you know, in their heads, not knowing how to respond to 
you know, death. They're just, everybody's distancing themselves. Yeah. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to be. They don't know how to be my friend. But all I really just wanted was just people to just, <laughs> you don't have to say much, just just be there. Yeah. And, no. and hear me out. But I don't think, a lot of people don't have that capacity to hear you out if they haven't really been through it. And that's, I learned that too. Also adding to what I've learned, but learning that people, if someone hasn't been there, they're not really going to understand you and yeah. that's okay. So when I found people that have been through the same thing, I feel like I could breathe. But yeah, it that was a challenge seeing that, just seeing how my friends couldn't respond appropriately or the way that I wanted to. But over time, I had to understand like people are not going to understand you. Okay, yeah. so at, at that point you understood that were you less um do you do you take less of you take it less personal because you now like looking back maybe at the time you thought well okay why is it that you know so and so that I, I probably expect to you know be be in my corner is a bit distant but then when you kind of you know again you look at it back and look at it now in hindsight actually maybe it, it wasn't a case they were being distant from me it might have just been a case of they didn't know how to how to approach that, you yeah. know? So, so knowing knowing that did that did that make you take it um, like less personal? Yeah, definitely. Have it been more understand understanding? Yeah, definitely. I remember in the beginning, I I just when people were distancing themselves, I didn't understand it. I was just deleting people on Instagram. Yeah, like yeah, blocking people. No, no, talk to me. That's, that's it. Everyone, you're, I was bad. Everybody gone. was my enemy. Everybody, I was just like, you know what? You're not my friend anymore, but and I and I used to talk about it with my sister. My sister used to be like, "Yeah, these people are not for you. How could they just not talk to you? What kind of friends?" We were we literally had the same energy, but after a while, yeah, fuck them friends, you know, for me, yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm just like, but after a while, and especially talk. I think it just took me talking to certain people. They're like, to be honest, I really didn't know how to respond to you, or even my close friends. Mm that still did talk to me, but they're like, I really don't know what to say because I've never experienced someone that close to me dying. And I'm like, wow. Like, it really took that for me to be like, okay, people really don't know mm. how to talk to you. And, you know, maybe it's for the best because there are some people that can probably talk to you to say some reckless things and you'll be more offended. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, people don't really know how to approach you when something like that happens. But, I mean, what I really feel like is just if people are around people that and they're close to someone that has experienced death, like, it, it's not you just saying something. It's just you being. I feel like that's what mattered. That's what mattered to me. I just wanted people to just be there, even if you didn't say anything. Yeah. Even if someone's on the phone with me for an hour and just not say anything, but just letting me just cry and just be, just go through it. That mattered to me. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing though. Sometimes it's not even a, a, like having been, someone being there and it, it, it being this. Oh, you know, you have to, you know, give me a pep talk every two minutes, every ten minutes. You got to ask for more. Okay, literally just being. That's it. Just being there. That that can do so much than thinking that you have you need to do twenty different things to be supportive. But right. being supportive can just be being there. You know what you need. Okay, cool. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with you today. Like, you know, we can just do whatever. We can take our mind off things, exactly. or whatever. Because I, because I remember, um, 
even me going through grief, I wouldn't say like I, I I'm some grief expert on it, but sometimes I find it hard to okay, how can I support someone? Yeah. You know, but I'm like, you know, just okay, just be there. Or or I like I always say, what what does that person need? Or, you know, maybe today not in the mood to probably go about and I don't know, for example, let's just say do their their weekly shopping. Maybe I might be like, listen, I'll be I'll do that because right now you're not in the state. There's all these little things. Yeah. Or you know, trying to get them through like practical things that you know these are these these are ways you can you can support. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you with that. It's not always about uh, the support. I would like listen, you just being there. I will remember that. Then exactly. you trying to be like, oh, don't worry. You know, you don't you don't have to say anything because sometimes it, I I understand that people don't always know what to say, but I feel like it, you know it's yeah you don't have to feel like you need to say so many different things so, so just to show that you're supporting supporting it it, it can be. So many different ways, and other other people's support might might be that might be you know having those words of encouragement or you know and other people like like ourselves might just be just them just being there. Yeah. So it's just, it was, it's different, and you know it's different for different people. And I guess the challenge is trying to know how to support a friend going through it because it's a bit weird to ask them how can I support. I don't know, like yeah, I guess you could ask how can I support. Yeah, you, you could you could. Those ask, are great questions yeah, yeah, yeah. too. How can I support? Yeah, sorry, I wonder, yeah, you could ask that. So. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's many different ways support can be shown, man. And, you know, because this, this journey is not easy. You need, you need people to meet yeah. people along the journey. So, you know, and I feel like that's that's amazing. And, you know, like even like like even just like me and you guys, I, I, it's been it's been dope. You, we just, you're all doing great things in, in the midst of still dealing with grief because, again, it's not easy. But it's good that you guys have each other, you know, yourselves you and your mom, you know, Justin and Cole, you know. So, like, yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Like I said, and I think that's what it's been. As much as I've, you know, like I said, I've been. I feel like this trip has been non I've hardly hardly any sleep this trip, but yeah. I feel like it's been amazing just connecting with so many different people, uh, meeting the likes of you, and you know, because yeah, it's 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 again, it's it's a nice feeling because, and like I said, with grief, like you know, it's it's not nice, and and you're losing someone, but but essentially, one thing I'm, I'm grateful for is the people you, that I've gained as a result of that, you know, like being here and seeing my aunt and me and the rest of the family, like it's been, it's been bittersweet, man. And of course, I ideally want to be here knowing that my parents are alive, but it's just, it's just the reality that, you know, that, that I'm dealing with and I'm sure, you know, it's the same with you. Yeah. Um, As well. But listen, thank you so much for coming on, man. I've, I've actually appreciated you agreeing to this because I said before is that it's not it's not easy it's not easy so like you are you going to come on come on holiday and ox on so yeah do you want to do a podcast by the way have you been through grief like yeah, yeah. You know I mean? it's, not, it's a you, lot you I, did I, put me on the spot yeah but 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 honestly I thank you and I, and, you know, and I hope um, yeah I hope the conversation hasn't been too I know it's, 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 a, it's a lot it's hard so thank you for sharing you know I appreciate it I'm, and I'm, I know 100% that people watching and listening appreciate it as well you know like yeah, like I said, I want to. It's good talking to people, especially people from various parts of the world. Um, so yeah, thank you, people, for listening. Um, please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I don't know if you have anything you want to plug. Anything you want to people should know about in terms of maybe what you're doing. I don't know your <laughs> maybe travel tips. You know that you know I, anything. I don't really have anything to plug. I'm just just here, and I'm happy to able to participate thank you for having me thank you man it's been dope and that's us we're out thinking out loud overseas
Dallas to be precise, MZ Studios, Spider, thank you. And that's us. I have to cut it. <laughs>